We're joined now by Sam Skidmore, the uh, head, head uh, the uh, athletic director at Belton ISD. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? I'm terrific. First of all, are you surprised that we're having so much movement this late? Normally, isn't a lot of this stuff done in in January and, and, and into February? I think I think it usually is. But one of the things that uh, that I've noticed this year is we had so little movement last year because of the COVID pandemic. People weren't going to make a lot of changes during that time. And uh, you've seen a lot more athletic directors slash head football coaches, in my opinion, just what I've noticed, retirements this year. And so, you know, it is a domino effect as a couple open, as one opens, another one opens, and it just creates that domino. So I think you have an instance where, you know, due to COVID and due to more retirements than I've seen the last few years, you've just had a, a lot more openings and they just, each opening pushes the next opening back and it's just, it's, it's cascaded into June. So, from your perspective, if if you have a position come open, particularly like a, a head football coach type type situation, the difficulty of finding the right person this late it's a, it's a challenge. You know, the 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 big difficult aspect of head coaching changes is the assistance. Uh, you know, you, you're always going to want to. A head football coach is always going to want to bring some of his guys in that he's comfortable with and he's familiar with. And when you have that change and you're trying to, and you're pushing into June, you're also pushing in assistant coaches and uh, some, a lot of them have already accepted contracts. So now you have coaches that are limited on assistance they can bring in. It, it, it becomes troublesome to bring in the people they want. Sam, does it, is it in, in, in some cases, particularly maybe some of the smaller schools, if, if a head coach brings, I don't know, a couple of coordinators with him, that they also may be like the, a head basketball coach at the, the school they're leaving. So that creates an issue there, does it not? It does. It creates an issue there. And then you also got to think of uh, wives, if they're finding them jobs and if they're school teachers, which you uh, a good number of coaches' wives are in the school business as well. Um, and you got to try to secure them a job in the school you're moving to, and so that becomes a challenge as well. Talking with Coach Skidmore of uh, Belton ISD, and and then in in your situation, you have growth. I mean, with the with the addition of of Lake Belton High School, just talk a little bit about that and and the process that you had to go through putting that together. Well, you, you know, you got to find the right right person to run that campus, and and we did that, but we actually had to. You know, with my transition to athletic director role, we had to replace two head, head football coaches, campus coordinators at the same time, um, which, which was which was a challenging prospect. But you know, I, I thought we knocked it out of the park. And I, and but you also talk about when you have something like that, you have open a new campus, you have certain people from uh, Belton High School that wanted to go over to Lake Belton to get head coaching jobs. Maybe they were assistant at Belton High School, and then. You got that movement, so you filled one position, but you created another position that was open. And when, like I said, when head football coaches, when you hire new head football coaches, you're usually looking at at a six A level to five A level, bringing in, you know, at least five or six assistants with them. Coach, as far as Lake Belton goes, uh, you know, this year, are what are y'all actually going to be put into a district? And are you looking at what classification are y'all looking at being in? So we will not be in a district this year. The it, because we opened on an even number year, we had to declare that first year to go right into varsity. They won't let you sit a year and then go into varsity on the second year of a realignment. So they're playing an outlaw schedule this year. Um, they're playing a lot of varsity teams. They're playing Cameron Yo and Mejia. Um, 
and Lano, and so they're playing a varsity schedule, just not in the UIL district. Were y'all surprised to see the the amount of success at not just foot, I mean all, across the board in athletics with this new school? No, I'm I, I'm really not. They've done a phenomenal job uh, from from principal uh, Miss Ross to Coach Cope to all all of, all of our hires. They've done a great job building culture really fast, and they they've you know having those kids, those sophomores and those freshmen, those eighth graders come up through our middle schools and seeing their preparation in middle school. You know, you knew at a 4A level they were going to have some success, but they've they've out, outshined any any initial thoughts we had, and they've done a phenomenal job. We were talking uh, softball just finished up last year and then last last week, and they they've everybody over there has done a phenomenal job. We were talking earlier about you know the changes because forever you you know it was Belton Temple Midway the Colleen schools all in that one district, and with the growth of y'all down there, how far off do you think we are to where you're going to see like all the Colleen schools and and Cove in one district, and the Belton schools and Temple having to move south or join up with Waco and create a new district? You know, it, it all depends on how UIL. I, I don't try to figure out UIL come realignment. Uh, it's, it's a guessing game, and uh, but you're gonna have you're gonna have some movement. You got high school number five coming on from in Colleen in a year from now, and you know the, the, this whole Central Texas I-35 corridor has just been exploding. So the growth's just gonna continue. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out in the future. But uh, like I said, I try not to figure it. Try to guess what UIL is gonna do. I've gone into realignments with five different options of what district we might be in, and we got in a sixth one that I didn't even factor in. <laughs> Sam, you you mentioned the uh, the explosion. Uh, what what does y'all's research tell you? Wh- why is why is this happening? I mean, why is uh wh- why are we building schools <laughs> left and right right now? I think if you're just getting an influx of people moving to the great state of Texas, and you know the way housing markets are, you know they're moving out of. You know, as as Austin keeps expanding, and you got DFW that's expanding, you see those smaller towns, people trying to get a little. They still want to be a part of the bigger community, but getting a little further out. I mean, commuting to Austin is not not a huge deal from Belton. I did it for a year because um, my wife was the head volleyball coach at, at Vandergriff when I was the offensive coordinator here. And but you know, people and I think COVID. You found out a lot of people can work very diligently at home, and you're going to have businesses that can save overhead costs because they're not people aren't sitting in offices when they can be doing the same work at home. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it moves going forward. Hey, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, always a pleasure to visit with you. And uh, you know, just anytime you want to call me for lunch, I'd love to come uh, come hang out with you. Hey, I appreciate it, and I'll do that.